We were made to come to him. I need you more today. Is that your cry? I'm going to pray even if it's just to speak your name. I love that because I don't know about you. Sometimes that is all I can say is his name. What powerful words by Christian recording artist Sanctus Real. Welcome to the She Prays and Believes podcast. I'm your host, Constance Leah Jones. Thank you so much for joining me. It is my desire to point people to Christ. What a privilege and honor to pray and be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. This is a special episode in honor of fathers as we celebrate them in the month of June. I wanted to interview my father, Charles L. Wilson Sr. He has an awesome testimony that I can't wait for you to hear. He knows God to be a healer and a rescuer and so much more. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the She Praise and Believes podcast, Papa. I'm so glad to have you on here today. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, I just consider that all things that are going on and are working together are good that are with the Lord. And therefore, I'm doing fine because it would be so much worse than I consider. Is that right? Amen. Always to be worse, <laughs> for sure. Well, I'm so glad you agreed to come on the podcast in honor of Father's Day month. We observe um, fathers in the month of June, and so I wanted to interview my father. So, <laughs> yes. So we're going to jump into the uh, interview and ask you some questions. So... What's your story of how you were introduced to Christ and became his follower? Uh, well, my introductory was an early age. They were preaching of a man of God by the name of James Justice Marmalade. And he was anointed. And I hear the voice of the Lord speaking to me to preach on Sunday, saying to me, why won't you, why won't you live your life? And I thought I was smarter than God. I knew a lot more, so I didn't know it. Until about 15 years later, when I was 26 or perhaps, I was uh, thrown into a jail cell for wrongdoing. And uh, while in 
jail cell, I prayed a prayer, first time I'd seriously prayed in a long time, and I prayed a prayer, God, you know my heart, you know my motive for coming this time, and if my motive is wrong, just to get out of this trouble, I'm going to give up. And so the next morning, I heard a voice again, this time the voice was telling me all about um, God saw me as a person. What God saw was a sinner, a full-fledged sinner, doing everything I was bringing up again was wrong and suffering the consequences of it by being thrown in jail on that particular day. And so it was so compelling, the voice was so compelling and so convicting until I fell on my face and I began to weep and cry and ask God to forgive me. And uh, all of a sudden, after a few minutes or moments of crying and asking forgiveness, I, I realized a peace that came over me like I never experienced in my life. Oh, it was so sweet. I had been smoking cigarettes for about 16 years. Uh, 15, 16 years later, and all of a sudden, I didn't have no food for a cigarette no more. They were, I'd been up to two and a half packs a day, if I remember right. But all of a sudden, I didn't need cigarettes. I didn't need nothing to cool, settle my nerves, and take the jitters away. Uh, I, I was just at peace. I had a calmness about me. I, I had never been able to have that experience before in my life with none of the stuff that I tried to make myself feel good or whatever, drugs or whatever. So, so that was my introductory to Christ. Uh, right. I really, to be honest with you, I should, I use the word to be honest, I don't mean that I've been not being honest, but I forgot about the fact that I really, this was an introduction to who all, I only knew God. I didn't know Jesus Christ at this point. I didn't know him for who he is. And mm -hmm. so that would come in another experience in the year that you were born in 1975, which was about three years later. I would have another experience with God. This time, I was calling the house for him. And this time, uh, uh, I was... Uh, in the midst of a burning fire, and I heard a voice telling me, this is what it's going to be like in hell. And oh, did it get my attention so powerfully. And I, uh, I, remember, I remember picking up a gallon can of flammable glue, which I wasn't conscious of at the moment. <clears throat> and I ran through this room, trying to throw it out the back door because it was burning on the ring of the can around the rim where the blue was in the little rim of the can it was sparkling and i'm running trying to throw it out the door and all of a sudden i slipped and fell in the glue slipped and dropped the can fell backwards on the glue which got on my pants tacky pants and i jumped up and began to run toward the back door of the house or rather run out trying to figure out which guy to go to get out of the house and all of a sudden, that's when I heard that voice saying, this is what it's going to be like in hell. I went out the part that I could 
compared to the Bible, it's the part that says I was weeping, I was crying, I was screaming. The pain was so terrible. I was in so much agony. And all of a sudden, uh, I started a conversation with God, and I can't explain how I could talk to God and feel all this pain at the same time. But I did, and I began to say to God, uh, uh, what did I say? I don't care. Uh, I just began to talk to God. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly right to know what I what I said to him. All, all of a sudden, uh, I heard a voice. Uh, I, I, I think I said to God, I'll, I don't care what I have to do to live for you or to be your real child, I'll do it. Let you stay in church in a place like this. That's what it was. And so, and so I, all of a sudden, I heard this name, Jesus. I didn't know Jesus like 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 what who he really is. He's a savior, he's a deliverer, he's a present help in trouble. But all of a sudden I began to for some reason I, I began to call on his name. I didn't know that that that's what you should do. You should call on the name of Jesus. But I started calling his name, Jesus, Jesus, with all sincerity, because he's tired like I knew he was there out and he was real. And showed up, he was there, he was real, and all of a sudden, the fire that had burnt my pants all up to my knees and had my lower legs just peel, peeled off like some like peeled a potato. So, wow. a potato, and, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, the fire began to go out after I called his name three or four times, and I was able to make it over to a window and bust the glass at the side of my arm and escaped to the outside <clears throat> where they finally took me to the hospital and, and I went through these painful next day, weeks or two of skin grabs or whatever. So that was my introduction to Jesus. I met him as, as a savior, as a deliverer, as somebody to come to your rescue. Amen. And that's who he is and that's what he does and he'll save you for eternity. If you allow him to, to save you all the way to heaven, if you allow him to. Amen. What an introduction. I know you have an awesome a testimony of, of God rescuing rescuing yeah. you Rescue. and saving, sparing your life. Because it, it definitely could have went another way. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke could have choked me to death. I was all back there in the midst of it, and the fire was burning me, and I'm choking on the smoke somewhat. Yeah. And I know too, mom, he always she credits you for um, making a decision to follow Christ and how that changed the direction that our family, you know, yeah. would have went in. And so I'm thankful that, you know, God, you know, saw fit to save your life and you <laughs> said yes to him. Yes, my life and my soul. You saved both. Mm -hmm. So glad that I... He, was, he had been after me, you know, and you can tell when somebody's after you because you'd be hiding and ducking and dodging and feeling guilty. And I knew God had been after me since I was a little boy, I reckon, but I, I didn't know how to surrender and say yes. Uh, at least if I did, I was being stubborn about it, but... Finally, I, he brought me to a place where I couldn't help but say, 
Said yes, yeah, would have been your choice, yeah. <laughs> I could have even said yes again and lied to him. And as soon as I got out of that trouble, I would go on, go on back to my ways and end up dead, and end up in jail again. But yeah, you're right. I'm so thankful, so eternally thankful. Amen. And so that same year. That this took place in the month of maybe June, in the month of December, you were born. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a birth you were. <laughs> oh, the daughter, you have come because you decided to follow Christ. Amen. And accept Jesus. And oh, my, my, you My I life has never been the same since. <laughs> yeah, you So how has your prayer, like your how has prayer and relationship with God continued since, you know, having such a impactful experience um, in your life? How has that? Uh, how has it impacted your your relationship moving forward after that or since that time? Bible says, without truly believing God, without truly standing on His word, on His promise, without truly trusting in Him, it's impossible to please Him. Mm -hmm. So, so those earlier experiences, the healings that I experienced growing up, God healed me of eczema. Fourteen years I lived with eczema, terrible condition, terrible itching disease. I live with sinus and hay fever and uh, asthma-like condition, bronchitis, for 28 years of my life, pretty much. So my life has been a life of faith. I have to admit that I, I have been able to trust God in areas that maybe some others haven't. Because of my initial experience, it's kind of like David, you know. And uh, I just kind of privilege to, to know God, know that he's trustworthy, don't have to worry about what nobody else think about him, say about him, I know him for myself. Amen. I know he's real, I know he's wonderful, I know he cares. Amen. So, yeah. So it's, it's enabled me to uh, have faith in God. Jesus said, when you pray, believe. Mm -hmm. Very important to believe. They don't need a lot of people pray every day. They some people pray, they fast, but they don't believe. They don't really truly trust God. They don't really count on, you know, not truly, you know, they they say it with their lips, but their hearts don't show it. Mm -hmm. And uh, not being critical of any others, because I'm sure mine hasn't always shown it perfectly, but my faith is growing. Can I say it like that? Jesus often criticized his disciples for lack of faith, no faith, little faith. And one time he told them that their faithlessness was a result of their failing to spend enough time with God in prayer and fasting. So for that reason, I try to fast a couple of days a week, 
and I add that to my prayer life, and, and uh, hopefully it keeps me in a con- condition whereby God is pleased, because yeah. he says without faith, he, it's impossible he, to please him, amen. And what, that, what makes it impossible is because the faith God is talking about is not faith in God, but faith in his son, his provision. Jesus is his provision. Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus, his word. <laughs> he's his answer. He's his provision. And mm-hmm. so therefore, a whole lot of people believe in God. Some God, you know, because that word is what is it? Heavenless. In other words, God can be anybody. You know, I'm going to get one of them to sleep on there, baby. Oh, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's impossible to please him without faith. And prayer and faith, it goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Right. Well, you can. You can. You can practice uh, prayer without faith. And, uh, you know, you ain't going to find God responding I don't think, let's see, you know, but. But it goes hand in, yeah, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So as a father, let's uh, switch that up a little bit. Um, Can you share some wisdom about being a, a father and with your walk with the Lord and as a father to. Ten children, ten living children. Yeah, um, my son Chuck, Chucky, my oldest boy, oldest son. Uh, he uh, he has a saying that the word "father" means that you go father if every if you are. Yeah, you go further rather than the whatever than the father. He says, I'm, I, I'm supposed to father him. In other words, father him alone. But that's what God, I think, does for us. He, he fathers us. Uh, and, and so my point is, is that what, what makes the fatherhood so great is the fact that we have the privilege to put our trust in in the Father, in God the Father. We can uh, look to him. He is the Father of Father. He's the Father of lights, Father of all spirits. And uh, we can look to him, God the Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Christ, that's the God of Father. We can look to him, and and, uh, and that's what I do as a father, as a man. I look to him, I look to his words and his truths and his examples, and uh, thereby I am so blessed and I'm so bothered <laughs> uh, as a result, and it's a wonderful privilege that I have as a man. To be a father, huh? right? To be a father and to have the Father of fathers, Father of lights that enables us to live. Yeah, 
so this one of this was not alive. Oh. Yeah. Even Jesus, the Son of God, was obedient to his father. Yeah. Put his father ahead of all things, including himself. And uh, he pleased his father all the way to death, to dying the death of sinners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So there's nothing like having God the Father to be our Father, which He does after we're born, accept Him, born, accept Christ, and are born again. Then He adopts us into His royal family, mm-hmm. and we become children of the living God, the children of uh, the children of lights, children that resemble the Father. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> we have once been obedient to our earthly fathers because uh, they chased us sometimes, and sometimes just out of natural honor and respect. Should mm-hmm. we not rather be in submission to the Father for life soon live? <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I know, and I, I know too, as as growing up <laughs> um, with your being my father, you were. One that um, you didn't like to chastise us. <laughs> I remember that, and uh, mom was more apt to be the, the the chastiser. But those times, though, when you would have to whoop us, uh, I remember um, you would line us up and you would tell us, "Well, it's piling, it's in piled up." And uh, I remember you taking us out to the shed. <laughs> And whooping us, and uh, but then after then after you whooped us later, you would come and you would give us some money, and it was just like <laughs> I knew it's like you had a hard time. You didn't you didn't want to dis you didn't want to have to whoop us, but uh, I guess when it when we were uh, cutting up so bad, you uh, you were forced <laughs> you were forced to so um, but. But yeah, that's that's one of my memories of. Yeah, and I remember preaching to y'all in the process of trying to keep you from ending up in hell. That's why I would give you a whooping. Because <laughs> continue to be stubborn and hard-headed <clears throat> and totally disrespect what's right. How you gonna? There's only two places you can go after you, after this physical body dies. Our soul and our spirits can either go to heaven or hell. And I didn't want y'all to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And God done said that's where people go and if they fail to respect him and honor his son. So I was trying my best. Though I didn't want to, certainly didn't want to afflict you all with pain. But <laughs> it was necessary. It was necessary. <laughs> y'all to see the truth. <laughs> Amazingly, you and Carmen, uh, you two are the, are the two that seem to maybe have the strongest love for God now. Of all the ten children, it seems like you two are the two that seem to have the strongest love for God. I know. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so, so that's wonderful. And you're the two 
Being a father, I know of 10, I, I can only imagine, you know, of all of our differences and different personalities and, and, uh, and just having so many, <laughs> that could be a, a challenge in and of itself. And so, um, yeah, but fathers are definitely an important part of the family unit and, you know, God has placed fathers there to... Um, protect, provide, and and uh, show show his heart right. to us, and so I'm thankful. Yeah, many times God can get violence to stay with the family because there's so much controversy, and there were reasons why I could have abandoned the family. I had some children that just totally disrespected me at a time or two. And uh, I won't go into that at all, but they, uh, so uh, I was, you know, the devil hates the family because that's, that's God's first, uh, first established uh, unit in the earth is a family. It was first God and it was Adam and Eve and God. And if the devil can keep God out of the family or keep the family away from God, then it's going to be a hard struggle to have a, a decent family anyway. Yeah, the enemy has definitely attacked fam the family unit, for sure. Right. And more and more, it seems, um, the various agendas in our society today to erode the family. And so, even more important for us to press in and and uh, to pray for families. And notice that he strives to get to that the father, the man out of the house, get him to abandon or be run away from the family or whatever reason he leaves. Oh, that's the devil's delight because he has a greater. I've been noticing when I read my Bible down through the years, it addresses the very serious things to men. For instance, men ought to always pray. Now, I know how that we can we say that uh, many times that word man. It's mankind. In the Bible, it means the whole race. But, uh, but I'm persuaded that most of the time, when he's talking about the serious issues, he's telling men that this is what you ought to do. It's a fact that men always pray. Because if God can get men to pray and seek his face and turn from their evil ways, then God has a greater potential of getting to the wife and the children or to the rest of the family. Then it can also work through the man to keep the right order in the family, to keep the right, you know, as much as possible, keep the right order, the right development of the children. Mm-hmm. And you won't find so many of them turn into, there's no, uh, mm-hmm. there's none of y'all, 10 children, 11 children, better include Caleb, none of y'all. 
don't show me any, uh, any ways that are ungodly as far as, you know, denying your, uh, what do you call it, denying your uh, original, uh, uh, help me here, I'm just going to try to Oh, your gender. has a remnant. <laughs> yes, he always yes. has a remnant. Amen. So, true. so I know too, uh, Papa, that in your life and here in the recent few year, past few years, your faith has been uh, challenged uh, with the diagnosis of uh, cancer. And so, so, um, yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit, you know? Sure. Well, uh, I remember when they gave me the initial report. Possibly it had already been there for some years. But anyway, when they gave me their initial report, out of my mouth came these words, and it must have came from God. Cancer is not God. In other words, cancer does not dictate my life how long I live Amen. or how well I do. It's God that dictates my life, you know? And uh, he's the one that uh, will have me here until I finish my course. And uh, yeah. so I'm not worried about cancer. I fear, I fear God. And I have this saying that comes from the Bible. If a person will fear God, reverence and respect and hold God high in high regard, then you don't have to fear nothing else. You probably won't fear nothing else, possibly. And so that's been my, the Bible says, fear the Lord, okay? And uh, so if we do what, if we strive to do what God tells us to do, man, we won't do it perfectly. But if we strive to do what he tells us, then he's in our corner. He's, he's backing us up. He'll, as young Ernest saying goes, he'll do what's necessary. Yes, amen. I love that quote that he says. <laughs> yeah. now, God will do what's necessary. Amen. That's who he is. But those that trust him, I don't know, maybe the 
But anyway, for those that trust him and depend on him and make him their whole source of everything, a source, he's my source, not some... Anything some, else, yeah. Nothing else, no he is. He is my portion. The scripture said he is my portion forever. Yes. I love that verse. Yeah. It's not, yeah, not just... So you, he keeps you on, on, on track. Life is so challenging and so demanding. It can bruise you and, and hurt you and wreck, wreck so many people to the point they just give up on life and end life. And uh, But God will keep you on track. Yeah, you'll still have trouble like other people have trouble. And you'll still suffer like other people suffer. But it won't have the effect on you. That it has on many others. He's the difference. He makes the difference. Amen. He's a difference maker. Amen. Amen. And I, I just I thank God, you know, too, you know, just because I've seen your stand uh, of faith, you know, even in this diagnosis, and it shook us as a family early on when we first, you know, heard the news. Um, but I, I have just seen your faith, and, and I know, um, you know, God has preserved your life. And, um, and I, you know, so I, I just, I thank God for that. I yes. thank God for that. Well, it's Amen. amazing that whenever I talk to you, no matter what kind of conversation we're having, even on this podcast, I just feel so joyful. I feel, I feel like, uh, as David said, I feel like I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Amen. Praise God. Joy, with joy, exceeding joy. And that's what he provides. He provides the very things that every human being wants and seeks for everywhere but in God. But it's in God. It's in God. Uh, the joy that we all desire, the peace that we all need to regulate our lives. People can't give it to us. They don't have it. Without mm-hmm. them having God, they don't have it. And therefore, uh, you know, most people look to people. They look to another. And there's something about us human beings. We're going to look to somebody. And there's a scripture in Isaiah 44, 40 chapter 42, I think. I can't tell you exactly where it is, but it's there. And it says, God says these words. He says, look unto me and be saved. All the ends of the world. All the ends of the world. Everybody in the whole universe. Look unto me and be saved. For I am God. And there is none else. There is no else. (laughs) I love it. I love it. None else. Ain't nobody. All these other folks lying to you and trying to like they God. They can do this for you and do that for you. They lying. They can't even do it for their own self, let alone they they they're delusional. Clarity, <laughs> hmm. I was just telling the angel, see God is the only one uh that can um, uh uh make have the audacity, that's the word I use concerning God. I was really a really, little reluctant to use that word with God, concerning God. And I said, God has the audacity to tell a person that if you love me, 
I will make everything that happens to you work out, work together, be your good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of like a woman's ability to make a cake or make a meal. She puts all that ingredients <laughs> into the man that ain't ever cook at all like me. I don't really like to see it until it's done. <laughs> she puts all them ingredients there and beats them up and whips them up and gets the mixture out and mixes them all up and puts that thing in the oven and when she takes it out and let it cool off and you stick it in your mouth, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what God says he does with our troubles and our problems. He just throw that stuff at him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't know how he do it, but he, he does it. Way, he's so God that he's just able to do exceeding beyond all we can imagine. Amen. Amen. He's faithful. He just, faithful to his word. Faithful, faithful, faithful. And when he gets through it, you come out smiling and happy and joyful and at peace. Mm-hmm. And other folks go away sometimes, don't know what to do. They, they lose their mind. They turn to drinking and doping mm-hmm. and all kind of craziness. But, and, he, and many people turn to him while they're teenagers and young people. Many people have turned to God in their youth. Most folks, matter of fact, back to get saved, they get saved in their youth. They may walk away sometimes, they walk away from God, but they come back. But my point is, is that uh, God is so mighty until he can make a statement like that. And he got to be able to back it up. With <laughs> you know, he, mm-hmm. he backs it up. But he, make, he backs up his word 1,000%. Praise God. Amen. Because he's mm-hmm. God. He, Things exist. Consist, which means are held together. Held together. All things are held together. This universe is held together by Jesus Christ. The elements, the stars, the moon, the sun. Hmm. How great he is. How great he is. (laughs) How great thou art. What a privilege. Well, I've I've enjoyed having you. I've enjoyed having you, and you know, as we we can we can get started and keep going and talking about the Lord, as we oh. often do in our conversations. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, God is He's so good and um, so faithful. Um, and so, before we close out, if I would just want you to just pray, pray. Um, Whatever God puts on your heart to pray as we close out this month's podcast. Well, it's been an honor for me to have been on your program, my daughter, and um, thank God for giving you the mind to uh, uh, elect me as one of your participants. And as we uh, close this session, Session, session out today. Uh, 
I would just thankful to God. This is the first and foremost thing that I have to offer is Thanksgiving. Um, and everything, give thanks for all things, give thanks. And uh, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, yeah. giving thanks to his name. And so, God, we thank you. We thank Jesus. Thank we thank you for the Father that you introduce us to. We thank you for bringing us to the Father whom you know, and without you, there's no way we can get to the Father. You are the truth. You are the, the life. And uh, we're so grateful to you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. So grateful that you have introduced us to our Heavenly Father. And uh, we praise you, we glorify you, we magnify you for all that you've done, all that you've sacrificed, that we might know the Father. Without your sacrifice on Calvary's cross, we would not be able to come into the presence of God like we are right now. Knowing that we're in his presence, which we don't always have to feel his presence. We just know he's present with us because he said he is. And so, Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you, we Father. We adore you. We, we magnify you. We cherish you. We bless your name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we're able to to, to fulfill the, the role that you called us into as a man and as a God-man, and that we're able to recognize our, our, our position in you, and life is not lost, and mistakes are not lost in you. You work it all together for good, because you're God. <laughs> you are God. Even our mistakes, you work them together for good. Even our going the wrong direction, you work it all together for good. Because uh, you know our heart. Hearts mean right. Intentions are good and right because of you. It's all because of you. We give you all the credit. We give you all the glory. And, and we pray for men everywhere, first and foremost. You, the Bible, your Bible, God tells us. It says, first of all, prayers, supplication, and giving thanks be made for all men. I believe you meant what you said, men, first and foremost. Yes, the woman is very important, so very important. The children are very important. But first of all, you're man, God. So we pray for all men everywhere on this planet today. God, help me, help me, help me. To come to know who they are. Yes, Lord. Is only in, in Christ can be known who they are. Help men everywhere, and yet help all people everywhere. Every child, every boy, every girl, every man, every woman. All over this planet, all over earth, God. And a few that's outside the earth. I pray you'll help them. Save them, deliver them. Bring them to the truth. Oh, God. Them to know the truth, bring them to the cross to accept what Christ did there in their behalf, which is great and marvelous and far beyond what we already know. So we pray, God, that you'll just continue to bless and help me and bless my daughter, strengthen her, encourage her heart, keep 
phone doing all the good work she's doing, which will be all in glory one day. No, she's not doing it for any earthly glory. No, she's not doing it for any fame or fortune, but she's doing it for you, Lord, because of her love for you. So I pray you'll help her to not be discouraged, to set her face like a flint and pursue the calling that you laid upon her. Bless every book that she writes. The anointing be upon it for the men and women reading. When they look at the book, let them get a hunger for you, God. That's what she wants. She wants them to hunger for you, not to know that you're a great writer, but for them to know that you're a great God. To have all power in your hand. Bless her now, I pray. And bless uh, those that would listen to this podcast in a special way. Every family. Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. I pray you were blessed by today's message to keep on praying and believing God. For more inspiration and encouragement, you can connect with us on social media by typing the at symbol and then she prays LLC which will bring up our Facebook and Instagram accounts. Our website is ShePraysAndBelieves.com. Bye for now. Until next time, remember, there shall be a performance of those things God has spoken.